Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to get right into the Word of God. If you can go to Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, and uh, last week, Pastor Ray preached about raise your voice. How many of y'all were blessed by the word last Sunday? Amen, amen, amen. And so uh, raise your voice. And I said, Pastor Ray, uh, I said, I may do a part two. I said, it may be a part two. I said, you co- you're you the final lead pastor. I'm the co-lead pastor. I'm just going to follow your lead. There we go. There we go. So, so uh, we're going to go to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, starting here at verse 46. And it reads as this. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell me, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked, Rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go. For your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down on the road. I want to talk to you from the subject of thought, seeing Christ while blind. Everybody shout, seeing while blind. Everybody shout, seeing while blind. You know, um, as we read this particular text this morning, I remember when I was five years old and I went with my mother uh, to my dad's church. My dad is the pastor in D.C. And so my grandfather was the pastor of that church at one time. And so it is a very historic church building. And so uh, while it is beautiful, uh, it is uh, a church building that has locks that are uh, sometimes can be very hard to work with. And so as one day I was with my mom and I was helping her bringing boxes into the church and I was bringing all the boxes that I could. And so one day I said I was going to hold the door open for my mother. And as I reached in to get something, my mother was outside the door the door slammed and I was inside the church all by myself it was dark y'all it was dark and uh, I thought I, even though I was in the sanctuary I said okay this does not look like Jesus I'm, I mean it is it is dark in here I can't see anything I can't even see the hand my hand in front of my face it, it was it was terrifying for me because even though I could physically see I could not see anything in front of me because everything was pitch black it was, it was very interesting because in the moment of me being in there, I couldn't even reach the light because I was so short. Uh, I'm still short now, but I, I was short. I could not reach the light. I did not have the key at the time to be able to open up the door. And I got scared. I've been getting to scream and holler because it was dark and I could see, but I still could not see. And it was very amazing to me because the reality is in that particular moment, I heard my father on the other side of the door. And my dad said, Rodney, 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 all you have to do is that there's a lever at the bottom. If you push that lever, I can open up the door and I can come in. 
I knew that in order for my sight situation to take place and to be able to change the answer to my situation was by opening the door and letting my father in. My brothers and sisters, the truth is that that's how the world is today. Many people can see but still cannot see. While many people can physically see, they're blind spiritually because they've not opened up the door of their hearts to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and open up their spiritual eyes. It's something that when you can see and you still can't see. This morning in our text that Mark records the second miracle Jesus has performed on a blind man. Mark 8 records his first miracle of a blind man which took place in Bethsaida. The man received a sight after Jesus spits on the man's eyes and lays his hands on him. Now in the, here in our text today in chapter 10, we hear it, a, a, a blind man's miracle comes in a different form. The text opened up to us by letting us know that Jesus is simply passing through Jericho. If you look at our text, it says here in verse 46, and they were, came to Jericho and as they were leaving Jericho, through the examination of Mark chapter 10 and Mark chapter 11, we find that Jesus was passing through Jericho to get to Jerusalem for his triumphal entry. But, but as he departs Jericho, there is a man who's at the gate who was blind and needed a miracle. But, but even in his most uh, uh, needful situation and even in his blind state with the non-effective distractions of the crowd, he sees Jesus. My brothers and sisters, in order for you to see why it seems like you cannot see, the first thing you must do is you need to recognize your needful reality. Everybody shall recognize your needful reality. Mark introduced the blind man as Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, the son of Timaeus. Bartimaeus means he is the son of a blind man. Not only did he grow up blind, but he led by a blind man. In the 21st century, blindness is totally dissimilar to blindness during the time of our text. First century Palestine blindness meant that you were subject to poverty. You would have been reduced to being a beggar for your life. You would have lived at the mercy and the generosity of others. Unless it was self-correcting blindness, there was no hope for a cure. But being a very sympathetic person, I, I would say being blindness is just enough. But being blindness and being in poverty all at the same time, that's a hopeless situation. If, if, if a blind man is, is blind and, and is a possession of riches, there's 10,000 comforts that could cheer him up in the midst of his dark situation. But to be both blind and poor, that's an unpromising combination. We, we pity the blind man when he is surrounded with luxury, but when a blind man is in want and is begging, we sometimes feel hard to resist. We, we see here in our text today that Bartimaeus recognizes his need for reality and he understands that he's in a hopeless situation. This is a hopeless situation for this man. The Bible says with men things are hopeless, but with God all things are hopeful. Can I tell you something? There is no hopeless situation in God. Let me say that one more time. There is no hopeless situation in God. There is no hopeless case in God. Because sometimes you might felt like a hopeless case. But can I tell you something? You became a case of hope. 
Okay, let, let me let me let me let me break it down. There was a woman with the issue of blood. She was thought to be a, a hopeless case, but she became a case of hope. The, the man named Legion in the Bible was thought to be a hopeless case, but he became a case of hope. That the Bible said that there was a man at the gate called Beautiful. He was thought to be a hopeless case, but he became a case of hope. Let me give you another one. The 12 leopards was thought to be a hopeless case, but they became a case of hope. Lazarus was thought to be a hopeless case, but he became a case of hope. Hold on. Let me look at Grace Church. There are some of us in this room, all of us, that were hopeless cases, but God said each and every one of us are a case of hope. The Bible, the Bible shows us that we are a case of hope. And I hear the hymnologist says that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust in the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. It is here blind Bartimaeus understood that nobody could get him out of his situation, not even himself. That is when he sees Jesus. Because I come to tell you something, my brothers and sisters, that we cannot clearly and fully recognize who God is until we recognize who we are not. Let me say that one more time. We cannot clearly see who God is until we recognize who we are not. Because we really don't believe God is sufficient until we believe we ourselves are insufficient. We cannot receive the sufficiency of God until we recognize our own insufficiency. As we assess blind Bartimaeus' situation, it is a reflection of our own spiritual state before salvation. We were all blind to the light of the gospel of the glory of God. And we were all poor, but we needed Christ. The Apostle Paul says we were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, being strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in this world. We were all blind to God. 2 Corinthians 4 says the gods of this world has blinded the minds of the unbeliever to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of glory of Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 says the gods of this world has blinded the unbelievers. Paul, Paul is speaking of Satan blinding the minds of the unbeliever. And what Satan will do is blind us with people and possessions that we created gods in our life to give us comfort in the midst of our darkness and our needful reality. Blind Bartimaeus recognizes the position that he's in. He understands that he cannot get himself out, not even his own friends. He knew he couldn't get himself out. And that's when he acknowledges that there's Jesus. He understands that Jesus can relieve him from his situation. My brothers and sisters, we understand here that just like Bartimaeus, we must call out to God for our hope because he's our only hope. We need to recognize that our righteousness are just like filthy rags. Because I learned that many people used to tell me, they said, Rodney, I'm I'm not coming to Jesus yet because I want to get ready to come to Jesus. But can I tell you something? You don't get ready to come to Jesus. You come to Jesus to get ready because God wants to do some great and mighty things in your life. So so after we see that that there's hope and that we need to have hope and recognize our need for reality. Number two, number two, we need to recognize our sinful carnality. When, when, When the crowd leaves Jericho, Bartimaeus hears the crowd, but he recognizes Jesus. 
Did you hear what I said? I said, I said, I said, when the crowd leaves Jericho, Bartimaeus hears the crowd, but he recognizes Jesus. When, 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 when he begins to call Jesus, he begins to shout so loud that his friends and the crowd begin to rebuke him. Blind Bartimaeus knew that his father was blind and he could not help him. He sat at this gate for many years and nobody else could help him. And even though the crowd is telling him to be quiet, he is still calling out to Jesus. Because even though the crowd is near Jesus, they cannot clearly see Jesus. What are you saying, Pastor Rodney? I I say, because even though the crowd is near Jesus, they cannot clearly see Jesus. The reason why is because they are leaving Jericho on their way to Jerusalem for the triumphal entry. It is this particular crowd that's getting ready to sing Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Well, this is the same crowd that's getting ready to say crucify him, crucify him. It is a shame that you can be so near Jesus that you cannot clearly see Jesus. Many people come to church every single Sunday. You got your outfit on, you look good and everything. You you come to church every single Sunday, but the reality is you still can't see him. Many come to Bible study, but still can't see him. Some go to groups and still can't see him. Blind Bartimaeus cannot physically see, but he sees Christ. The crowd can physically see, but they can't see Christ. Bartimaeus did not care what other people thought. He needed something from Jesus, and he didn't care what anybody said or the oppositions that they would bring. He began to cry out unto God. But the Bible said that they began to rebuke him. They began to warn him, which means they began to threaten him, which means you need to be quiet or else. That's what this particular text shows us. And then also it's in the imperfect tense, which shows us it is a continuing action. They continue to rebuke blind Bartimaeus, but blind Bartimaeus did not clear. He raised his voice and said, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, I I can stop right there and I actually can can leave. It's amazing to me that he said, son of David, have mercy on me. He could have said, son of David, heal me. Son of David, deliver me. Son of David, comfort me. Son of David, provide for me. No, he came to Jesus and said, son of David, have mercy on me. Which implies that he recognized Jesus and recognized his own worthiness, unworthiness, his own filthiness and his own sinfulness and recognized that I stand before a holy God. Okay, let me let me let me let me break it down. The Bible says that the, the prophet Isaiah said in the year King Uzziah died. I also saw the Lord and, and he was sitting upon the throne, high lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it two, two seraphims and each one had six wings and with twain that covered their face and with twain that covered their feet and with twain they flied and one cried to another saying, holy, holy, holy is a Lord hold of hosts who is full of his glory. And then here he says, he looks at himself, he said, oh, I am a man who has unclean lips in the midst of a people who have unclean lips. I come to tell you something, my brothers and sisters, that when you stand before a holy God, there's no way that we can stand in the midst of a holy God and not see our needful reality. It is here that he recognizes Jesus. And the Bible shows us that what he really needed was grace. How many of y'all are grateful for his grace? Grace, grace, grace is, grace is God's richness at Christ's expense. 
Let me say that one more time. Grace is God's richness at Christ's expense. Grace rules out all human merit. It is the product of God and is given by God of whom he is and not because of who we are. I love what the hymnologist said. The hymnologist says, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You see, all of us are just like the, the, this particular person who wrote this, this particular song. We are all sin, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side and died on the cross for our sins, where would we be? My brothers and sisters, we all are in need of Christ. But not only do we recognize our need for reality in the midst of uh, our sinful carnality, the next thing we need to do is we need to pursue an opportunity for spirituality. Let me say that one more time. We need to pursue an opportunity for spirituality. When Bartimaeus responds, the scripture says that he casted away his garments. You know, this is an amazing picture here. It, 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 it amazes me because in the beginning of the text, he, 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 he's a blind beggar and he calls out to Jesus. But before he comes to Jesus to get his healing, he throws off his coat. What are you, what are you saying, Pastor Rodney? I, I, I said I before he gets his healing, he takes off his coat. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? That while Christ can heal us, there are some things that we have to take off ourselves. You know, the Bible shows us that, let, let, me, let me show you this. The Bible says that when Lazarus, when he called Lazarus out, even though he called Lazarus out, they said, loose him and let him go. What are some things that you have on your life that you need to take off? What are some habits that you have that you need to take off? Because once we take those things off, I'm not able to enter into the presence of a holy God. The Bible says that he says, son of David, have mercy on me. The cross says, be quiet. He says, son of David, have mercy on me. And the same people who told him to be quiet are the same people that Jesus said, tell him, come here. Christ wants you to raise your voice. He says, son of David, have mercy on me. Have, have mercy on me. And as he's raising his voice, the Bible says that Jesus asked him a question. What do you need from me? Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters, that when we get to a place in our life where we're on our knees and we lift up our hands and recognize that we can't do anything ourselves, we may be in a blind situation, but we recognize who Jesus is. God said, that's in the moment that when you stretch out and surrender, God was looked down at you and say, what do you need from me? Can can, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I, I, we felt as a team last Sunday, we felt as a team, we, we talk about what happens during the Sunday morning experience. We evaluate, we say how, where we saw God move. Last week, we said after Pastor Ray's message, in that moment of worship, that was a part of a shifting that we feel God is doing in this place. But can I tell you something? As we take it to another level, the Bible says that as Bartimaeus was crying out to God, he was raising his voice. There were people around him telling him to be quiet. 
I'm going to give you freedom this morning and moving forward that you have permission to raise your voice and don't let nobody try to silence you ever again. Ha. Glory. Can I tell you something? I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's some of you that may not like me right now. Some of you may say, Pastor Rodney's trying to change the culture. No, 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 no. I'm trying to get somebody closer to Jesus. Because the reality is when I recognize who I am not and recognize who God is, God can not only change my life, but when he changed my life, he could change somebody else's life as well. I, I don't know who you are in this room. I don't know who you are. But God wants you to raise your voice. Some of you may be in a blind situation. What is that? What is a blind situation? Which means I don't see the end. I don't know how I'm going to get healed. I got a bad diagnosis from the doctor. I got a bad report from my friends and my family. I don't know how I'm going to make it. That's a blind situation where you cannot see the end. But God said this morning, God wants to open up your eyes this morning. So if that's you this morning, I need you to stand up. If that's you, saying, Pastor Rodney, I need God to open up my eyes. I need to see clearly. I need to see him in the midst of what I go through. I see you. I see my sister. And listen, you don't have to look at no because nobody can get you this but God I said nobody can get you this but God that's what I want that's what I want that's what I need I need to draw closer to Jesus that's what I want that's what I need the song says show me your glory if there's anything else God wants to do as God wants you to show you his glory because what God showed you his glory everything else dissipates because nothing can stand in the presence of a holy God so if you're here today and you say God I want to clearly I want to clearly see you raise your hands open up your mouth and begin to speak to him come on begin to speak to him begin to ask him begin to pray if you have a heavy language open up your mouth and declare unto God of who he is if you have a heavy language pray out loud if you're here today I need you to I need to hear you open up your mouth Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. God wants to meet you right where you are. God wants to hear you. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Father, we come this morning in need of you. God, we recognize that we can't do it on our own. So God, we come with our hands lifted up. We come with our hearts open, saying, God, we come yielding our lives over to you. God, that there are many people in this room. God, they're in a blind situation. God, we ask God that you open up our eyes. Open up our eyes that we might see you. Open up our eyes that we may see the miracle. Open up our eyes that we may see the blessing. Open up our eyes that we may see it clearly in the name of Jesus. I come against the hand of the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And God, we lose faith in this place. God, we lose faith in this place. God, release your glory. God, release your presence in the name of Jesus. God, lose healing this morning. Lose peace this morning. Lose joy this morning. Lose strength this morning. God, that we may be everything you called us to be. God, we know it's not by might nor by power, but God, it's by your spirit. We don't care what other people think, but God, we come, God, desperate for your glory. We're desperate for your presence. And so, Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. 
in Jesus' name. As we're in this moment of prayer, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's the best thing that can ever happen to you. Let's all stand, all eyes closed. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you want to have that relationship, all you have to do is be like blind Bartimaeus and cry out to Jesus. Put your trust in him and he can change your life. There's nothing that's so good that you can do that you can get it yourself. You just cry out to him, trust him and he can save you. And he can change your life. If you're here today and you never have a relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is pray this simple prayer and let's all pray together. Father, I come in need of Jesus asking you to have mercy on me. I recognize that I am a sinner in need of you. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and rose again. And today, I give you my life and I believe I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. Can we give God a shout of praise in this house? Oh, come on, give God a shout of praise. Oh, come on, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe lives will change this morning. I believe God is able to meet your need this morning. Don't leave out this place the same way you came. Because the Bible shows us that when blind Bartimaeus got healed, he told all his friends and family, I know a man that changed my life and he can change yours too. So if you're here today and you gave your life over to Christ, if this is your very first time, we would love for you to stop by Connections. I'm going to be back there. We have our team that's going to be back there. We would love to meet you. Uh, but we're grateful each and every one of you coming out this morning. We hope that you are blessed. And we hope to see you all next week. God bless you and enjoy your week. God bless you.